Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Milwaukee. Start your engines. It's time to talk about all things racing. NASCAR, IndyCar, trucks, and Formula One. This is the Final Inspection Show with Steve Zaki, presented by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Now, it's Final Inspection on 105.7 FM, The Fan. Here's Steve Zaki. Hey, welcome to the Final Inspection Show. I'm Steve Zotke, along with my trusty sidekick, Jeff Rolowski, the Polish pipe bomb, here Hello. at the Sports Radio 105.7 FM The Fan Studios in beautiful Hills Corners. It's a beautiful day. Thanks for listening. Got a full show today. Lots going on in the racing world, of course. And the biggest news, I don't know, well, maybe not the biggest news, but it, it, it's, it's, a, it's a note, and uh, Jeff touched on it. During the Sports Flash, if you're going to be out and about tonight, you better make an adjustment to your DVR recording because the race is going to be uh, a little bit earlier than scheduled. Looking at uh, 6.45, 6.46 uh, Eastern time is when the green flag is scheduled to be waved. Don't confuse people. 5.45 normal Wisconsin time. Normal Wisconsin. <laughs> As opposed to Abbey normal Wisconsin time. Absolutely. So it should be interesting to see if they're able to get the the race in. So uh, did you watch the race last night, sir? Of course. Of course. It actually wasn't that bad it for the It was like the an Xfinity old USAC, uh, USAC um, National Midget Show last night. Larson and uh, Christopher Bell. However, that first segment was getting ugly, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my <laughs> Lord. For those who might have missed it, the beginning of the race, it was the Kyle Busch show. And it wasn't just the Kyle Busch show. It was Kyle Busch by, what, lap 30? I think he had about a three-and-a-half-second three lead. Yeah, it, it got ugly real fast. I uh, mean, he was gone. Yeah. Oh, he was checked out. And, out. you know, he was going to sit in there and lap the field in 100 laps. Yeah, he, yeah I would say... Let's see how how far was he lapped up to? Now I'm trying to remember. Was it 15 or something, or even more? Wasn't it? Yeah, it was close. Because by close. the end of that first segment, he could have lapped up within the top 10. I think. Yeah, I think so. And it was almost like maybe a NASCAR sniper like took out that <laughs> took out his tire, and uh, he rode that wall hard. And well, he he did. All right, for those not aware. He was, I mean, he just he was walking away with this thing. And a couple of times he was riding the high line. I mean, the real, real high line. And there was already at, just even in that first segment, a lot of, a lot of rubber up there. And just like in dirt car racing, dirt track racing, he kind of jumped the cushion, hit the wall to touch the wall a couple of times. And then coming out of two, I think it was, he touched it even more. And then by the time he got to three, he was hard into the wall. 
Yes, uh, rear tire blew, and uh, he kissed the wall uh, pretty aggressively, and that was the end of the day uh, for him. And, uh, you know, it, fantastic that it happened because that race would have just been a complete snooze fest if if he didn't wreck out. And thus having uh, pit, pit crew guys that are ex-football players, their guys that actually work in the car, the guy pulls the right front tire off, looks at it, and gives the thumbs up sign, whoa, yeah. Without even sticking his head into, you know, the look at the A-arms and everything. And that's what actually would have. He had a broken A-arm. Yep. And if you check out Facebook, the TFI final inspection <laughs> post, you get another soon to be <laughs> Kyle Bush mem meme. Meme, yeah. Yep. Uh, you got a poster there. Yeah, he gave, uh, who was, was that Marty Snyder? I think so. And, I mean, Marty has to, you know, I, the, and these guys know that. You know, he, okay, he's bummed out, but come on, Kyle. It's an Xfinity race. You know, it's it's not a cup race. It You know, you're you're out there for, mm, and grins. So, you know, I mean, really, I I, I, I like him kind of being the heel, but, I, you know, he, he showed up, Marty, and I thought that was, I didn't like that. I didn't mind it. I, you know, I think it goes back to the competitiveness that Kyle Busch, uh, you know, I'm sure, he doesn't let his kid win hungry, hungry hippos. I'm sure he doesn't let his kid, you know, beat him at shoots and ladders. Uh, you know, everything seems like a competition for him, and it's fantastic. I love that intensity. I love what he brings to the track. I don't root for him, but he is such well, a perfect bad guy yeah. that it's hard not to respect what he does. It's it's one thing to – okay, being peeled, pissed off, everything, and then that, and and showing that on TV. But I, I thought it was bad taste because he made Marty look bad. He did. He kind of showed up the guy. Yeah, you know, I mean, and it's the old adage. I mean, these guys need to know. Yes, he's he he might be. He's asking questions that he probably knows the answer to, and that is not a wrong thing, right? Because you're trying to get okay. What is your story? He's trying to get information out of you, even if you know the answer. And, and for him to kind of you know. I think I know what he wanted to say. He wanted to do the, uh, I, I think he wanted to do the cupped hand up and down motion and just at the last <laughs> second motion and did the thumb, thumbs up type thing. Yeah, I just, you know, I still don't have a problem with it. You know, we sit there. No, and I don't have a problem with it either, but don't show up the guy interviewing you. Yeah, but we get. Unless it was a really, really stupid question, and it wasn't. No, it wasn't, but we get so angry with these guys and athletes across all different sports, football. Right. You know, everybody talks about Bill Belichick and how he's so boring and he doesn't tell you anything. You know, you finally get some actual true emotion out of Kyle Busch, and now we're going to complain that, that he showed up Marty's Marty. But, you know, Marty hasn't sent me a Christmas card ever. Right, yeah. So I, I understand that, but I just, you know, just. Was it the classiest thing to do in the world? No, no. but that's Kyle Busch. That's Kyle Busch. He's not going to win any classy competitions anytime soon. Yeah. Me and him are a lot alike like that. <laughs> and what are you wearing today? Oh, I've got uh, some fantastic shorts on. I got a uh, a beautiful T-shirt on and my Packers hat, my friend. What's on your T-shirt? Oh, that's Harry Carey. Holy cow, Cubs win. Pulling away in the division, a four-and-a-half game lead, about to grow stronger, back-to-back, one-nothing win over the Pittsburgh Pirates. Go, Cubs, go. Only the saving factor for me jumping over this microphone is I have Anthony Rizzo on my fantasy team. See? There you go. 
and you have a Packer hat on. I'd See? have to take that hat off before I beat you about that. See, now you, you complain about me wearing a Cub shirt, but you were the one who was whining and dining with all the uh, highfalutin people up at Lambeau for the preseason <laughs> game in the suite, <laughs> which, you know, so you guys know out there in Radio Land, there was no invitation thrown my way at all. So, you know, that's how it goes. That's how Steve rolls. You know, he rolls with the rich and famous. I'm stuck with the normal blue-collar folks, the people I know and love. <laughs> Very good. Point taken. Uh, who's starting on the pole today? Well, it is Kyle Larson, who was your winner last night. And it looks like this is – if he's going to make it into a chase with a win, this is going to be the place. Yeah. Yeah, you know, he hasn't shown up. Uh, he, he always runs well here, and, and Cheap Ganassi looks like he's back to being Cheap Ganassi on the NASCAR side, especially after uh, paying – uh, Scott Dixon, uh, re-upping Scott Dixon, which we'll talk in the second hour with Eddie Lapine from RacingNation.com. But, uh, you know, not not what we were expecting from uh, the number 42 team. Not at all, especially with how strong they were last season. You thought that they were just going to build on that momentum. And then you were saying, like, Michigan. Okay, Michigan, you know, hey, he's run well there. And yeah, it was nothing. It was garbage. So, you know. He's struggling. He needs this race tonight. And if it if it gets rain delayed and they end up running, noon on Sunday is the makeup time if the race does get rained out tonight. So you can set your DVRs or whatever just in case. Uh, but he needs this tonight. Mm-hmm. And no one needs it more with the exception of maybe Jimmy Johnson than, than Kyle Larson does. Like I said, you know, he wins the Xfinity last night. He's got all the momentum. He starts on the pole tonight. But, you know, it's Bristol, baby. Who knows what's going to happen? And for the first time, maybe since Daytona. No, there had to be somebody else. We actually had a, a DNQ. Didn't that qualify? Yeah. Isn't that amazing? McLeod, 52. Yeah, one of my favorites. Jimmy Meanscar. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we got Kyle Larson and Chase Elliott on the on the front uh, front row. Our friend Kyle Bush and Paul Menard. Yeah. Who's been just kind of that guy. He shows, you know, he kind of the back and forth. He shows up. He's running with the leaders. And he hasn't had the really results, but he's been running well. Just hasn't been able to put it all together. But then we've been saying that about Paul Menard for about 10 years now. Yeah. With the exception of the Brickyard, Brickyard uh, 400. Um, William Byron. Who's been looking? You've been you've been on uh, you you're the first one on uh, William Byron, yeah. Wagon here. He's getting better. He's starting to show some results, which is what you want to see. You know, you have a rookie driver, and you know you could talk about how much natural driving ability he has and uh, natural talent and all that. But what you want to see is these guys getting better as the season moves on, and that is what Byron is yeah. doing. He's he Every week they're looked, taking yes. steps. Yeah. They're taking steps. They're getting better. And, uh, you know, I don't think it's going to be too long. I don't expect him to break through and actually get a win this season, but he's getting closer and they're improving. If he continues on this kind of upward margin, I think it's a successful season for him. If he can get a few, a couple of top fives in there and uh, continue with some of the top tens like he's been doing lately, you know, I no complaints. Like we said, that's not the 24 car. Right. That's the number five car. Who's How many driver careers has that car killed? Uh, I, I want to say last count was 192. 
But uh, and we but, have Kevin Harvick, Happy Harvick, uh, within the top ten. No surprise there. Denny Hamlin, who be interesting to see what happens at the eleven car next year. I say he's safe, and uh, Christopher Bell's in the seventy-eighth or seventy-seven. I meant to say. Well, when you like, get guys like Casey Kane announcing his retirement, you know that opens up more spots, which will be better for Christopher Bell and people like right. that that are looking to make the jump. So it, you know, boy, Denny might be getting safe. I mean, just he is just red hot right, now. and no oh. surprise to me. No, I've been following this kid for six years now. And he, I mean, he's one in everything he's been in. Yeah, he's he's so, unreal. He's unreal. Very, very talented. He may look like he's about 12 years old, but the kid can actually drive. Well, he hit about everything on the track last <laughs> night, you know. But. Uh, <laughs> and in the truck race. Oh, I know. He's looking well, too. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he raced good in both of the, the Xfinity and the trucks, but he sure did uh, tear up those fenders a bunch. Eric Amarola. Yeah, getting strong, just it's like just, Byron. Yep, he's coming on, man. They're they're just every week. It's improving, more improvement. Oh, that every whole team's week. been running well and qualifying well, including Kurt Busch, who is rumored to be going to the number one car next year. Yeah, and bringing Monster with him. Oh, okay. So, you know he's getting old. That's a step back. Oh, of course. So who's going into forty-one, or is it a delete? I don't think it'll be a delete, you know, Stuart Haas. I I don't think they're struggling for money. Uh, It's not like they're losing their sponsorship like uh, Jimmy Johnson is going to be um, or Truex. So I don't think it's a delete. We'll see. I, you know, we'll see. But I will tell you that it will probably be a younger driver because you have Kevin Harvick, who's, you know, who's uh, just a tested veteran. Amarola's kind of in the middle. He's not an old guy, but he's definitely not young anymore. And same thing with Clint Boyer. You know, he. Um, I would think that they would get a younger driver in there that they can develop and who will be ready when you start getting drivers like Harvick walking away. Who, with the announcement of Elliot Sadler retiring from Xfinity, Casey Kane retiring from full-time driving in the Cup Series, uh, the big three both came out in an interview, and both all of them, Bush, Truex, and Harvick, said they don't have any uh, any plans to retire anytime soon. Kyle Bush was funny. He said that he's got way too much debt. He talked to his accountant. There's no way he can retire anytime soon. So, you know, at least... Brutal uh, honesty. Yeah, yeah. And another reason to love the guy, and that's why, uh, you know, NASCAR... Yes, they are bleeding stars over the last handful of years, but they still have a very good stable of drivers that they're going to have for years to come. Um, If you're Levine family racing the 95 car, who do you put in there? Anybody. You know, anybody. You you sit there and you try to make a push for one of the good up-and-coming young guys. but Is that the direction you want to go, though? Because they've been building it. You know, do you really want to, unless the kids can't miss, I mean, obviously Christopher Bell, but that's not going to happen. He's a Toyota driver. But unless, do you switch? Do you make the switch? Do you cut your ties to Hendrick? I would just because of how much Hendrick is struggling, and you want to get a guy that you can have cohesiveness with. It's not only that, but it's also just survival at this point, you know. It is survival. It's not easy. 
No, no. I mean, it, 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 especially now where sponsorship dollars are at such a premium. I mean, it, it's not – I mean, just look at what – they've been around for, what, five, six years? Just the changes just the last five, six years, it, it's been so tough. It, you know, obviously they're underfunded and all that, and, um, you know, you, you want them <sighs> – if I were them, I would make a, a serious run at a Christopher Bell more than I would want. Or Toyota. Well, yeah. You got to get Toyota. And, I mean, you know, but I would so make you a run. Switch manufacturers. That's which is fine. I would make a run at a younger guy instead of bringing in an old guy like Kurt Busch, where you know, especially in the substandard equipment you have, basically you're running for twentieth. You know what you're going to get. You're going to get twenty to twenty fifth prize money every single week. Maybe a couple weeks you'll sneak into the top 12, but you're not going to be competing for anything. There you have it. 95 Christopher Bell and the 95 next year with Toyota. See, it's a perfect match. <laughs> you're, listen- you're listening to the Final Inspection Show brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway and David Hobbs Honda. When we come back, we'll hear from Laurie Monroe and get the latest NASCAR. And we'll talk more NASCAR after this in just a moment. This is One Lap Down for the week of August the 13th. I'm Laurie Monroe, and here's what's making news right now. Casey Kane has decided to wind things down in NASCAR, issuing a tweet this week saying that he has decided to step away from racing full-time. The driver of the number 95 Levine Family Racing Cup car says he just can't commit to racing full-time down the road and wants to focus on what makes him happy, and that being his son and his sprint car teams. The 38-year-old Kane has had 18 cup wins in his career. Elliot Sadler says he's done racing full-time in NASCAR at the end of this season. The 43-year-old junior motorsports driver says he's looking forward to being a full-time dad to his kids after a very long driving career. Sadler began competing in NASCAR in 1995 and to date has made 841 starts across all three NASCAR National Series. Right now he's second in the point standings in the Xfinity Series and his last win came in 2016 at Kentucky Speedway. Greg Biffle has been found guilty in a North Carolina jury in a civil trial for invading his then-wife's privacy by installing cameras in their bedroom and bathroom. However, the jury awarded Nicole Biffle the amount of $1 in damages and answered no on all other claims against the former driver. This after the plaintiff was looking for $9 million in damages. According to court documents, Biffle used the cameras to discover Nicole Biffle was having an affair. Biffle and his wife divorced in 2015. This week, NASCAR unveiled its regular season championship trophies that will hand out to three regular season champions across its three national series. Each trophy is two feet tall and weighs 35 pounds. Yep, now everyone gets a trophy. Did you hear that Dale Earnhardt Jr. is going to be on track in Indy in September? Well, in the pace car anyway. Yeah, Dale Jr. has been tagged to lead the field for the 25th running of the Big Machine Vodka 400 at the Brickyard, powered by a Florida Georgia line. He'll be driving a 2018 Camaro ZL1 with a 650 horsepower 6.2 liter supercharged V8. This week in Innovators versus NASCAR, it was a clean week for all the NASCAR teams last week at Michigan. Let's fire up those innovators and see what they can come up with for Bristol. In the Pinty Series, last week's event at the historic Trois-Rivières Street Course in Quebec saw Alex Tagliani earn his first win of the season. 
Tagliani has now won at least one race a year in the series for the fourth consecutive season and has also won back-to-back -back events at a venue for the second time in his career. Next up, the NASCAR Penty Series heads to Riverside International Speedway in Nova Scotia. The high-banked oval has hosted the series every year since NASCAR began sanctioning the series in 2007, and the Bumper to Bumper 300 will be the 12th time the series has competed at the facility. The IndyCar Series is back in action on Sunday for the ABC Supply 500 at Pocono with the green flag dropping at 1.30 p.m. Eastern. It's been a few weeks since the series has seen some action, with the last race being at Mid-Ohio and Alexander Rossi the winner. Scott Dixon is the current series points leader. The ARCA Series heads to the Illinois State Fairground in Springfield, Illinois this Sunday for the Allen Crow 100. Start time is 1.40 p.m. Central for the 100 lap event. But before then, some of the ARCA drivers will be participating in the Truck Series race at Bristol. Cody Rohrbrah, Stefan Parsons, Chad Finley, and Harrison Burton will all be hitting the track for the UNO 200. In birthdays this week, happy birthday goes out to Patrick Carpentier, Hideo Fukuyama, Rusty Wallace, Carl Edwards, Robin Pemberton, Andy Petrie, Rex White, Matt McLaughlin, Steve Wallace, Dale Inman, and if it's your birthday this week, I hope it's a great one. It's a Thursday, Friday, Saturday kind of week at Bristol for NASCAR with the trucks hitting the track on Thursday night for the Bass Pro Shops NRA night race. The Xfinity Series drops the green flag on Friday night at 7.30 p.m. for the Food City 300. And the Monster Energy Cup cars race under the lights on Saturday night at 8.30 p.m. Eastern for the University of Northwestern Ohio 200 at Bristol. And you can see it all live on Fox. On the weather side, it's looking a bit sketchy for Bristol this weekend. Friday night's Xfinity race will be mostly cloudy with scattered showers and thunderstorms and 78 degrees. Fast forward to Saturday night's cup race, and it's pretty much the same. Mostly cloudy, scattered showers and thunderstorms, and 76 degrees. Let's hope we get some long, dry stretches, and maybe even the vortex theory will kick in at some point. In social media madness this week, from Ashley Bush, she tweets, Here we go. So excited to finally announce Racing Wives coming to CMT in 2019. Brace yourselves, it's going to be a wild ride. Yes, everybody, a reality show surrounding the lives of the women who love the men who drive in NASCAR. Come on, y'all know you're going to watch it. I wonder if Nicole Biffle's going to watch it. That's it for One Lap Down with Lori Monroe. Enjoy the racing this weekend, whatever racing you enjoy the most. This is Final Inspection with Steve Zaki. Presented by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On 105.7 FM, The Fan. Back to the final inspection show brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway and, of course, David Hobbs Honda. And uh, last week, Michigan. Uh, I don't know what happened, but there's a kid in victory lane. That was the only thing I saw. <laughs> that was the only thing kind of worth watching. Uh, that no, was it was Kevin Harvick won the race, but uh, it was Keelan Harvick, the six year old child. Sold son, the show. Sold the show. Yeah. 
Yeah, grabbing the uh, checkered flag and, uh, you know. wreaking havoc in victory lane. Yeah, got a nice ride in dad's car from uh, from the track into victory lane. And, uh, you know, that's got to be very exciting. Yeah, there was a time in racing when you had to be actually 21 to be in the pits. And they lowered it to 16. And old Stevie, when his father was involved in racing, couldn't get close to the pits until, uh, yeah. you know, you didn't. Before 10 o'clock, and then after 10 o'clock, all kids were not allowed anywhere near. Right. There was even a, there was even a time where even the wives weren't even allowed. Now it's anything goes. Yeah, I'm a little jealous. So. <laughs> well, I'm glad you said it because that was my next question. But, uh, but yeah, you know, good for him and, and all that. Uh, you know, it kind of sat there and. But gave... Arvick spanked him. He did. He did. That, Dominated. Uh, both stages and the win uh, pulls a little closer to Kyle Bush in the uh, regular season standings. That uh, you know, award. does it really matter? No, it doesn't. It doesn't. We all know that each of the big three are going to be of the final four at at Miami. The only question is who's going to be the, the fourth driver, and that fourth, you know. Oh, that's a good question. I didn't think of that. Look at you coming up with a good point. See, I'm more than a pretty face here, Steve. But <laughs> you think the the big three are going to make it? Oh, I absolutely. Mean, With the amount of playoff points that those guys have accumulated. Well, what about the Rovo? Yeah, who cares? You know, that's going to be a complete poop show. And, you know, it doesn't matter if those guys all finish last, second to last, and third to last. I still think they're going to have enough cushion to to get in. And then with the way that their cars have performed week in, week out, the last race that, uh, you know, Harvick was was a non-factor at Watkins Glen. But besides that, he's been in the top five, you know, running in the top five basically every single week. Kyle Busch is always up there, and Truex is just getting stronger as the, as the year goes on. A couple, uh, two people I want to mention, Brad Kasowski finishing second. But traditionally, they, the team, the Spensky team usually does well at Michigan. Austin Dillon with a fourth was actually running second, had a late problem. Yeah, a tire right problem. Right at the end. And then Ryan Blaney, of course, another team Penske car finishing fifth. Kurt Busch hanging around, of course, but teammate in seventh. Uh, Hamlin, there he is again. Chase Elliott, that's kind of what you would expect. Mm-hmm. Right? Maybe a little bit better. Logano, another Penske. So Penske had all three cars in the top ten. Yeah, yeah, they they showed out well. Suarez hanging in there. Boyer, Jones. I mean, pretty much all the usual suspects. You expect more from Truex, who finished fourteenth. Uh, Ryan Newman, who is running a, a bit better uh, than that, and then uh, Newman, or I mean uh, Menard and and Kyle Larson. You know, um, nothing. I think what was really interesting was the lack of attrition. Usually, you see. Couple couple engines, which we saw Jeffrey you know, Earnhardt LaJoy. That's not a big surprise there. But uh, no real issues except uh, Byron was the only guy who was really off the pace, finishing uh, 13 laps behind. Otherwise, pretty much everybody from 34th, 35th on was, was still running. So Yeah, with the exception of Austin Dillon, it was basically the usual cast of characters up in the top 15. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, you know, like you said, it was it was surprising to see how many cars survived. Harvick led 108 of the 200 laps. Oh, that's it. That's it. Yeah. 
Well, you know, we had winning both. Kyle Bush leading 22. Martin Truex, 25. There you go. Those are your top three leaders. Yeah. So that's what, three. 155 out of yeah. 200. So it Ryan Newman, like I said, was running well at 12. And then uh, Hamlin, you know, with 13. And then, you know, you have Austin Dillon had five. Logano led for one. And, uh, McMurray led for one during pit stops. Yeah, toss out a few. Oh, Jimmy Johnson, thirteen. A few pity laps for these guys pity to laps. lead, and you know, hey guys, I'm I'm tired of all that wind in my face. Uh, why you, don't you, you take know, the lead for? You know who impressed me more that weekend, last weekend, Justin Elgar. I've been very critical of him. I think he's driven a little bit harder than he needs to. He's a little, you know, he's kind of a wrecking ball. Mm-hmm. I think he can, you know, at times show a little more finesse and respect to his uh, other drivers at times. Um, but I tell you what, uh, Mid Ohio, he really showed his his medal there because uh, with I think it was seven or eight laps to go, he was like running twelfth or something, and he was able to move up, mm-hmm. and it was clear quite quite impressive how he he and without just banging in the guys you know we, we've seen that at road america where the nascar uh, uh xfinity series will be next week uh just you know those last two laps are just chaos but uh he did a nice job and uh w- was quite impressive because it looked like that was austin Cindric's race to win yeah it sure did it and, sure did and but uh and Algar, he's a guy who really he won a race he, he mentioned he won a race at new jersey through kind of attrition and just being a bull in the china shop, but kind of embraced road courses and has really worked on his craft. Mm-hmm. And, and and I think it really shows. He he does have talent, and he did show it out at, at Mid-Ohio. But then last night, he was back to being a bowling ball, and he held up a whole lot of traffic in the last few laps at Bristol. And, uh, you know, he... He was a lot more in the way than he was racing for the win. And I want to say he went from like second to fifth or sixth, wherever he finally crossed the line at the finish in about a lap and a half last night. And, um, you know, he, uh, like I said, he, he got in the way a lot more than he was sitting there and trying to get that checkered flag. I do give him credit. He stuck to the bottom. You know, he he was going up against uh, Larson, and he caught him, and he got to his bumper last night, but he just kept going to the bottom, and he stayed committed to it, even though, you know, the last 100 laps last night, the the top line was by far the fastest. And he ended up uh, losing a a lot of spots right at the end because of it. So, Yeah, he was uh, 12 laps to go, he was eighth. And then uh, we had the bell bell spun. He, he passed two cars in one corner, and then he had a sixth uh, yellow with nine to go. You know, reading my notes here, uh, leg blew up and uh, Clement spun. I think in her in her oil, and then uh, with that restart, uh, he, that's when he passed. Uh, with six to go, he passed three cars in one corner, including Matt Tift, and then uh, Justin Marks spun with no oil. I mean, with no yellow. And then he had another clean pass with four to go, almost lost the lead, and then he did briefly, and then he came back and did a yeoman's job. Yeah. And you know why he won? Why? Because he had that windshield wiper. Oh, of course. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. That was you know, that was the key to victory. I thought last week we said we were never going to mention that word again, but uh, but yeah. It well, had... I mean, it was a valuable piece. You know, that's why NASCAR has banned it because it is such an unfair advantage. Oh, it's it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. And if you have fluid that can wash the windows, yeah. oh, you know, it's I can't imagine the penalty if you but get it's balanced. Caught. Well, yeah, you know, you you, you strategically place that. The, the gallon of water, mm-hmm. windshield washer fluid, you know, strategically it's balanced <laughs> and really can change the uh, handling of the car. One gallon of wiper fluid equals about 80 horse. Yep. And it was, uh, but seriously, uh, yeah, Justin Algar, I got to give him props uh, for last week at uh, Mid-Ohio. And then, you know, we got a bunch of road courses coming up here, of course, at Road America. And then also, let's not forget, uh, they're running up at Mossport, too, I believe. Yeah. Trucks yeah. Are. It's all coming up. And, uh you know, I'll be out at Road America on on Friday, and I uh, can't wait, wait to. Wait. You are. Where am I going to be? Where are you going to be? I'm going to be in Gateway. Oh, little St. Louis, Louis action. Yep. So we were running a split squad, kind of like the Brewers, or in your case, the Cubs, <laughs> running uh, spring training. Yeah, we're going to have a split squad. So uh, Jeff will be up there Friday and Saturday getting interviews, and uh, I will be calling in and uh, getting, out, getting you all the latest information at Gateway, especially with uh, IndyCar se- uh, silly season ramping up too. There's a lot of stuff uh, happening. We'll talk more about that in the second hour coming up. In fact, let's take a break here, and uh, when we come back, we'll talk more NASCAR and more on the final inspection show brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway and David Hobbs Honda. Welcome back to the Final Inspection Show, brought to you by legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove, and along with uh, David Hobbs Honda. And make sure you check us out in two weeks. We'll be out at Great Lakes Dragway Saturday, September 1st, broadcasting live. Should be a lot of fun on their Labor Day festivities at Great Lakes Dragway. Make sure you check out greatlakesdragway.com for more information. And we'll also be adding information on our Facebook site, uh, TFI, the Final Inspection page on Facebook. Make sure to like us. That's going to be a lot of fun. Should be a lot of fun because seeing those old dragsters and whatnot. And if you're a Harley fan, there'll be a lot of stuff going, activities going on with with Harley and the 115th, and should be just a blast. Looking forward to it. You gonna be wearing your Harley vest? Uh, what? Your Harley vest? I do not have one. Oh, you don't. Neither do I. No, I uh, I stick to four wheels, but uh, you know, I my uh, brother-in-law had one of those mini bikes. And I was riding around his neighborhood down in Illinois, and I crashed that thing. Yeah. And so I figure it's kind of a good idea for the Polish guy to stick with four wheels instead of two. You know what I mean? Yeah, if I was on two wheels and I was a teenager, I wouldn't be here. So. Yeah, exactly. Uh, last week, I did want to mention this uh, in Michigan. Uh, Brett Moffat won, too. Yeah. Um, and he's been running, running quite well, but it's been Johnny Sauter. Johnny Sauter, of course, won on uh, – Thursday. Thursday. I was going to say Friday. I'm thinking, wait, wait, no. That was. Da, 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 da. Thank you. Uh, so it's been, I mean, but 
Sauter's been very dominating, but the next guy up is is Brett Moffat, and it's pretty cool. It's a it, it's a cool deal with them with uh with that team, very small team, the Shigi Hattori team, former IndyCar driver, and uh, went down to Charlotte I think about ten years ago or so. They're, they've been on the cusp of closing the doors a couple times, but been able to cobble up sponsorship to keep the doors open. And not only that, but not only able to run, but winning and be, you know, probably the second most dominant truck in that series behind Sauter. Yeah. And it was great because they gave him a, obviously, besides the win, they gave him a lot of screen time showcasing you know the sponsors that were on the truck and everything like that during the race there was one time where uh they were showing the car and it didn't have the the complete sponsor name on the screen so they kind of zoomed out a little bit to make sure that they got the full sponsor name and everything like that included in it and they they talked at length about how because of the success that he's had that they're picking up sponsorship as they're going and now you know, the the, uh, the race two weeks ago was supposed to be an unsponsored race, and they, they picked up sponsorship. They ended up winning, and now it seems like everybody's jumping on board. As they should. I mean, if you're it, – it, it's a lot che- – I mean, the sponsor of car nowadays, to be honest, it's a lot cheaper than it was 10, 15 years ago. Absolutely. And I think uh, if you're a business owner and then there's somebody – if you got some extra, you know, advertising or, you know, money that you can help a team out, locally or whatever even coming up when these guys are coming up to road america you would be surprised at uh you know what what you can do uh you know with racingnation.com when i was helping john wiedemann out we were able to do some trades with some teams and helped out uh, uh cory stott racing team we had racing nation on a, a bush car back then and a truck series car nice with a uh, bob brevac racing and, and jj miller so i mean it, it's you know you'd be surprised it's pretty cool that you know see see a name that you're associated with on the side of a race car oh we got to figure out a way to get our faces <laughs> on the car the final inspection show absolutely so uh yeah it, it's it's pretty neat you know when when you know something and we we saw that in the past i mean look at with robbie riser and what they were able to do with matt kenseth in those early days and uh, i'm trying to remember that who, who the heck was that uh team uh i got the i got the hat too uh it was a search engine uh remember that now yeah um it'll come to me in just a second but yeah i mean they were able to come on board and that because they were real close to closing the doors too and you hear stories like that alan kawicki you know able to cobble something together with hooters for a five race it was a five race deal and they were able to extend it and you know he took that all the way to the 1992 winston cup championship so yeah, you know, I mean, there, there's a lot of ways, and yeah, if you're a business owner, want to help a team out next week uh, up at Road America, you'd be surprised, you know. Absolutely. What do you be able to do? Absolutely, and uh, it's not all doom and gloom, you know. Uh, we we hear a lot about the big name sponsors like Lowe's and Five Hour Energy well, and all what, that walking know, away, but I mean, it was shocking that lack of crowd at Bristol at the Truck Series race. It was. I mean. Uh, five thousand, if that. Oh yeah, it was ugly. It was like a, uh, I hate to say it, but it was almost like an ARCA race. You know, yeah, for for attendance, but you know, but then you'll see next week at Road America, quite the opposite, mm-hmm. and, and and you kind of scratch your head, 
Like, boy, if we could do something at Milwaukee, because like I said, yeah, Milwaukee, we never had a truck series race, I think, under 20,000. Yeah. And I tell you what, NASCAR could use a couple more truck races with 20,000 people on the stands. I forgot who who said it, but I read an article um, last week, and they were asking about how to save NASCAR. And the guy goes, well, it's not going to be a popular opinion, but if we fold the Xfinity series. Oh, that was John Close. Yeah. Yeah. Who we yeah, had. it was yeah, John Jack Close. That, mentioned it. Yeah. that was a fantastic interview with him. Uh, fold the Xfinity series, put that money behind the truck series, and the more and more that it gets talked about, the more and more I'm kind of leaning that mm-hmm. way and agreeing with them because, you know, Xfinity series is on its last legs. If the truck series actually got a decent financial push with the quality of racing in that series, and then you get bigger names and, and more money, it's just going to get better and better. So I, I agree with, with John. Yeah, you have uh, right now you have uh, Sauter with five wins, Brett Moffitt with four. And then Noah Gregson, Ben Rhodes with uh, one win each, along with Justin Haley. And uh, and then the other guys that have won, Kyle Busch, John Hunter, Nemechek, and then uh, Chase Briscoe, they've also had wins. Yeah. At least it's good to see not, you know, Johnny Sauter with five wins, Brett Moffitt with four, and Kyle Busch with eight or something. Right. <laughs> like uh, we've seen in the past. Yeah. Yeah, it uh, you know the truck series was great. I thought it was fantastic that they were on regular Fox uh, or NBC, whatever. Yeah, I'll be interested to see what the uh, ratings were because uh, you know last week with the PGA Championship, mm-hmm. they were almost at a six, I think, or maybe had a six rating. And NASCAR on uh, NBC Sports Network, I think they were only at one point five. So yeah, Tiger Tiger is boss when it comes to sports. Uh, TV ratings. And yes, he still he is. is. All right, let's take a break. Uh, we'll get a sports flash here in just a moment, top of the hour. And when we come back, we'll be talking more racing on the final inspection show brought to you by legendary Great Lakes Dragway and David Hobbs Honda. Milwaukee. Start your engines. It's time to talk about all things racing NASCAR, IndyCar, trucks, and Formula One. This is the Final Inspection Show with Steve Zaki, presented by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Now, it's Final Inspection on 105.7 FM, The Fan. Here's Steve Zaki. Welcome back to the Final Inspection Show, brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove, along with David Hobbs Honda. Make sure you check out davidhobbs.com for all the latest in new and used cars and all the deals there. Plus, uh, greatlakesdragway.com, and uh, we'll be out there in two weeks for the Labor Day extravaganza. Easy for you to say. I know. It should be a lot of fun. Vintage dragsters, Harley Davidson's, good food, lots of beer. What else can you ask for yeah, uh, that sounds like a perfect day to me, Steve. And so us. I can't wait. And us. Yeah. Yeah, the main event. <laughs> Remember, the the drunker you are, the better we sound. <laughs> so looking forward to that. And uh, 
thanks to uh, Roy and uh, his hospitality. Looking forward to it. Should be a lot of fun. And then, of course, next week, uh, Road America for the Grand National Cars. Yep. Absolutely. Good old the Bush. Series Bush Series, Bush Grand series. National. Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, thank you to Roy Henning as well for uh, being such a fantastic sponsor to the fans' uh, golf yes. outing last week and raised a ton of money for Give Kids the World Charities. Uh, just a fantastic event. Roy, you know, you guys have heard his name. Hopefully you get down to Great Lakes and you get a chance to meet him. Just a wonderful guy. Does so much for the station, for the community. He, You know, he's he's kind of a saint. Yeah. So Check out the 105.7 uh, website for photos in the golf outing, too. A lot of, a lot of neat. It's just a really great event and help out those kids and that. And it's, you know, you may feel bummed out about, you know, way things are going in your life or that, but you hear what, where some of these kids have, have gone and been able to to do. Uh, it just it just makes you feel real good inside. Yeah, absolutely. Couldn't agree with you more. And uh, unfortunately, some sad news uh, in the world of racing uh, this week. Uh, one one was uh, quite surprising was that Shelly Unzer, former wife of uh, Al Unzer Jr., passed away the age of 59 of a uh, uh, issue with her with her lungs uh quite surprising uh of course her and al had been divorced uh for some time but uh, she was very active in the world of auto racing and uh with the old cara charity which was a championship auto racing auxiliary which was the charitable arm of indycar uh in the 80s and 90s and she was very very active with that and uh just and of course with her daughter cody who uh, unfortunately, because of a disease, uh, became a paraplegic and was active with all of those charities involved with that. So very sad news uh, and condolences to the Unzer family. And then also last night, uh, more surprising news, uh, kind of a blast from the past, but uh, somebody that was uh, who's been at Great Lakes Dragway many, many times, Doug Rose, driver of the Green Mamba, passed away uh, in Michigan last night. He was on a run. Uh, there was some type of issue, and we uh, scuttlebutt right now, though not official, was that he had a medical issue. And uh, he passed away, and Doug's been running uh, the Green Mamba in that jet car for many, many years. I think dating back to 1962 is when he actually started in the world of drag racing, and, and pretty much everybody has seen him. Uh, Doug had a horrible accident in the mid-'60s, in which he's shoot, I believe, I believe his shoot, or there's some type of mechanical failure where there was an accident and he lost both lower legs. Wow. And that didn't stop him. Uh, Doug, uh, with the help of uh, prosthetic legs, returned to racing, was able to walk and everything, and uh, continued to race and up until last night. And we certainly send uh, condolences to Doug Rose family. And we're going to talk to Brian Gapinski, who uh, Doug Rose actually lived in Milwaukee for a while, too. And uh, we'll talk to Brian Gapinski maybe in the next week or two and uh, chat more about Doug Rose. And, and, and you know, he's been lot, lots of people. Uh, he's touched many lives. I'm sure Roy knew him and his dad. Uh, but also, uh, you know, guys like Paul, Zent, Paul Stender, uh, a Big Ben, who does a lot with jet cars, knew him well. And uh, just, just very sad to hear of uh, Doug Rose. Doug Rose's passing, I believe he was 75 or right around there. So uh, sad news, but, I mean, he, he went out in his car. Doing know? what he loved. Yes. And, you know, that uh, 
if we can only, if all of us could only be so lucky. And to be active, you know, as long as he's been, I mean, it's incredible. I mean, as longer than not only you've been alive, but uh, I've been alive, he's been racing jet cars. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible. It, it, you know, heck of a story, losing both legs, still racing, you know, uh, you, you would think that you need that feel, you know what I mean? Especially with those, uh, with the dragsters and stuff. Uh, when to shift and all that kind of stuff for him to be able to do it and do it for as long as he did and as successful as he was. Very sad. Very sad indeed. It seems like we've had a lot of racing deaths lately. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, just deaths. I mean, just Aretha Franklin, so many growing up, but this is unfortunate. It's going to happen more because a lot of our, our, you know, heroes when we were growing up are getting up there in age, you know, and it's just – the times we live in, a lot of uh, those those people that our parents or younger parents have listened to when in the 60s and 70s, well, they're in their 60s and 70s. Yeah. Some hitting their 80s, and it's just unfortunately a part of life. Yeah. Yeah, it's sad. It's sad. Hopefully, uh, hopefully it slows down a lot. The big news, of course, is uh, Fernando Alonso made an announcement that he will not return to Formula One. Of course, we're going to be talking more with uh, Eddie Lapine about this from RacingNation.com in the next segment. But I just wanted to just kind of do a broad brush on this. I mean, this is pretty big news, especially because the expectations is that there's a deal imminent for him moving over to IndyCar. Yeah, and there were articles saying if you're a current IndyCar driver, are you? Is it kind of a slap in the face? All the coverage That's about a bunch of crap. How excited everybody nope. would be if nope. Alonzo was coming to to IndyCar. The last time, any time this, well, the last time anything like this happened, of course, was two years ago in 2017 when he came to Indy, and it certainly brought a buzz back to the Indianapolis 500, not seen for a while, mm-hmm. with some substance. Yeah. Oh yeah. In a, I guess, kind of a uh, instead of just somebody that's cute with long hair and short and looks good in a driver's suit prancing around. This was something that somebody as a rookie came over as an active Formula 1 driver, did well in qualifying, and actually led the race mm-hmm. and was probably the guy to beat until his engine blew. Yeah. And his teammate won, Takuma Sato. But um, it'll be interesting to see where he lands. It will Apparently, uh, he won't be a teammate, but then again, maybe he could be to, <laughs> uh, to uh, Scott Dixon, who re-signed with ganassi racing yeah well that was the first domino to fall so now with uh scott dixon uh signed up for next year we got where is alonzo going to go and this is going to get really interesting so it'll be interesting to see what eddie lapine says in the next segment here we'll talk more about that and uh but this is big news for the indycar series and uh we'll see what, what happens yeah you know it uh it seems like, for the most part, all the news coming out of the IndyCar series is positive lately and all that. And, uh, you know, they're definitely riding the wave. Their TV ratings are going up and the interest level is going up. So this can only help them. And uh, and it's a good thing. So I do have a hard-hitting question for you, but I'll probably save that until okay. Eddie comes on. And uh, I'll try to, you know, get both of your thoughts on it. But it should be a good time. Looking forward. Uh, make sure you check, uh, look for Jeff next week at Road America. Yep. Should be a good time. Looking forward to that and all the racing up there. And like I said, I'll be down in Gateway. So we'll we'll 
split the squad to cover as much as we can in the world of auto racing. You're going to be in the suites again like you were at no, Lambo, I'm Mr. Be, Big Time? I'll be in the dirty infield. Nice. Hanging around old cars. Hey, nothing wrong with that. There's no. some good sights in the infield. Yeah, there is. But uh, looking forward to getting down to St. Louis and Gateway and all the festivities around that. They do it right down there. Yeah. And I'm going to... Trust me, I'm for all you Milwaukee Mile fans, I'm going to be talking to the powers to be, begging them, please, <laughs> please take an interest in what you did. What they did in St. Louis can be done because, like, like, like I said, Gateway was in a worse place financially, everything, than Milwaukee is now. Yeah. And what they've been able to do with Gateway is just remarkable. And if anybody can do it, uh, they can do it up here in Milwaukee. So I would love to see that group up here. Oh, we'll absolutely. see what happens. Yeah, the way that they sat there and got the hype for the race, the accolades that they are getting, it's one of the, what, top three races of yeah, the season it now? Is. Yeah, it's, it's, it's number three. It's probably number three. Indy would be first, and then uh, Long, Long Beach, Beach, and then uh, Gateway. Yeah. Last year they had uh, upwards to close to 35,000. They're expecting even more this year, so. Wow, that's almost as many people Saturday, as you had at your birthday party. It's a Saturday night, Saturday night race, and uh, I mean it is a lot of fun. And like I said, I'm getting, uh, I'm getting daily now updates. What's like uh, here? St. Louis Speed Festival races to Anheuser Busch Beer Garden Friday for IndyCar themed happy hour, victory lap, Amber Lager. Uh, the 2018 St. Louis Speed Festival is a daily series of events leading up to the August 24th, 25th IndyCar week, weekend at Gateway Motorsports Park. Uh, the grand finale is the second annual Bomberito Automotive Group 500 presented by Exalta and Valvoline Verizon IndyCar Series. Uh, let's see, on Friday, the beer garden at the Anheuser-Busch St. Louis Brewery will host an IndyCar-themed happy hour. Yes, from please. From 4 to 7 featuring Victory Lap Amber Lager, the Gateway Girls street team, <laughs> race cars and ticket <laughs> giveaways. So, yeah, I mean, and there's all sorts of uh, get-togethers and all sorts of uh, social events uh, down in St. Louis. So I think you just turned European on us because you said Amber Lager. Amber. Oh, it's German. It's Amber. Amber. You never met a good, good Amber before, have yeah, you? Yeah. And then let's not forget the World America coming up and the uh, – the race hauler parade. Yeah. Which will be occurring on Friday. Sure. The uh, stadium trucks are going to be out of Road America. Looking it's forward to that be... Robbie Gordon's group. Oh, so. I cannot wait. That is going to be a jam-packed weekend of fun. I'm so excited to get out there, uh, interview a bunch of the drivers, and, and, and you know bring all that stuff back onto the show next week. I cannot wait. It's going to be a blast. I will update when the race hauler parade is uh i'll get that information to our listeners coming up next year uh let's let's stop for a break and when we when we come back with the inf information for the road america race hauler parade and eddie lapine from RacingNation.com. The final inspection show brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway and David Obsanda. All right, we got the update here on the Hauler Parade coming up on Thursday. 
So Thursday at 11 a.m., the Xfinity Series team haulers will gather at the Plymouth High School in nearby Plymouth uh, prior to their convoy to Road America for the Xfinity Johnsonville 180. Uh, the Chamber of Commerce, City of Plymouth, and blah, 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 blah. Uh, they're expecting even a greater hauler participation and attendance this year and encourage all fans, residents, and businesses along the route to participate in welcoming the return of the NASCAR Xfinity Series teams to Sheboygan County. So uh, they're going to gather at a, for a party at Plymouth High School between 11 a.m., which is going to actually go till 5 p.m. Uh, fans are invited to attend free of charge. And the event will be held rain or shine. So Thursday for the Holler Parade nice. uh, in, in Plymouth. So they're going to go from Plymouth up to, I'm assuming, up uh, Highway 57. But it could be 23. It depends. Uh, and then so make sure you check out uh, probably the town of Plymouth or the city of Plymouth. Uh, their website will probably have more information as well as roadamerica.com. Make sure you check out those websites. For more particulars, but Thursday, 11 o'clock for the Holler Parade. So it should be a lot of fun. Joining us on the Midwest Bank hotline, it is Eddie Lapine from RacingNation.com. Welcome to the show, Eddie. Good afternoon, gentlemen. How are you today? We're doing fantastic. How, how's the weather in, in wonderful Florida? Oh, it's wonderful as always. What's the temperature? Is it hot and humid? It's not too bad today, actually. It's it was nice this morning. 90s. It's 90s, but, okay. you know. It's, it's 77 you know. and muggy here with a high of yeah, 78. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that I don't like that mugginess. It's not sure. as, yeah, it's not a, a it, it's kind of muggy. It's not a, a, it's not, you know, the really, really bad stuff. Yeah, it's not the suffocating humidity, right. but. Uh, you're going to get your sweat not, on if you're doing stuff outside today. Not not the Texas humidity, huh? No, no, not at all. <laughs> so a lot of stuff happening in the world of IndyCar, and probably number one this week. Well, I guess number two could be number one, though, coming up here. Uh, well, Scott Dixon re-signed with uh, Ganassi Racing, and I think the big component out of that, they said it's a multi-year uh, deal, but it's actually guaranteed, or it's a one-year deal with Ganassi. That second year as a driver's option. And uh, that, that, I think, is very interesting. What says you, Eddie? Well, I think, you know, I mean, Scott's been there, you know, when he came to the series. You know, I mean, Chip scooped him right up right away. Well, it was a no-brainer with when he came from PacWest Racing because he was only, like, 20 years old, and he had already won a race with PacWest, and the kid was, was just loaded with talent, wasn't he? Exactly, and I think, you know, everything was – in the bargaining for him to do this contract because numerous teams wanted him. I mean, he's, you know, I mean, he's the guy out there right now. I mean, and it's a track it, record. Yeah. It's, it's interesting with uh, the number two guy too, Ed Jones. You think Ed Jones will be back or is he could be going elsewhere? Well, I think it's just the money. <laughs> I think uh, yeah. bottom line on that deal is, you know, I mean, uh, he might go somewhere else. I mean, it just depends on the money, yep. what what they want. You know, I mean, he, Max Chill. You know, I mean, these guys that bring money to race. Yeah. Um, chips in the driver's seat. He can bring somebody that's going to bring money to pay for Scott Dixon's racing, and uh, that's that's how it, it kind of works. Those guys that bring money. Um, 
But I think the bigger, you know, that is a big news. Uh, Fernando Alonso. That's going to be the big one, yep. Is going to be the big one. Um, and uh, I think it, it could be a real good uh, thing for IndyCar racing, as we know when he came there. Yeah. But for Indy Fire. But the big difference, of course, it's not just the Indy 500. It's for the full season. And, uh, right. and how this just works out is interesting because there's a lot of lot of scuttlebutt going on just how this works out, uh, of course, mainly with Andretti Racing. But there's a lot of a lot of other things. This is quite the, uh, I don't know what you, you want to call it, uh, recipe of uh, success that could be going on here, is you have the players involved is uh, Andretti Autosport, of course. We also have Harding Racing involved, and you have uh, uh, Steinbrenner Racing involved, too, and then Alonzo. And how this all works out could be very interesting. What, 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 what have you heard so far at this point? Well, and then plus, you know, last year when Takumo Sato left because Andretti was talking to Chevrolet, Right, because they wanted more, and you know, I mean, there's so many things swirling now. Well, it's interesting. You know, no, it's interesting that Alonso is going to go to a Chevy team. So that right. that that's the one thing that we know so far is that it will be Chevy, and you know, the other thing nobody's even talking about, and you wonder, especially with a Chevy team, is Penske. Does he come in out of nowhere, scoop up, scoops up Alonso? And maybe replaces Pagano in that twenty-two. I mean, it's a very it's a long shot, but I don't I don't I don't see that happening. But it, it is certainly feasible, isn't it? Well, any when it comes to money, and you know, I mean, you know, the persuasion is going to be the manufacturer and how much money or what kind of benefits they are going to be giving them to run Chevrolet engines and. It's all going to intertwine, and it's all going to just – it'll all play out as this year progresses. But um, anything's possible, Steve, as we well know in this sport. So I, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't count anything out at this line because everybody's going to want Fernando Alonso. Well, with the uh, Vettel and Hamilton series now losing Alonso, do you think that that will lead to more of a exodus of F1 drivers that might be more inclined to move to IndyCar and help out the IndyCar series and get away from F1 where, you know, uh, they've got some some pretty, pretty big problems? Well, I'll tell you, you know, Fernando Alonso retiring is not a shocker. I'm surprised it wasn't two years ago. Um, you know, I... The problems that they're having with the series is totally what you're saying. I mean, these drivers are, you know, Fernando is being paid, but I mean, a lot of these drivers are bringing money to race. Um, you have Lance Stroll, who's, you know, I mean, his dad's in the, I mean, the process is done. I mean, they're buying Force India and with a, with a, a investment group in Canada and, you know, he's the one that was bringing $40 million to race at Williams. And then they have the other, the, the Russian driver from S, he's bringing money to drive. He's, all these guys that are running back there are bringing money to race. And when you're bringing $40 million to race for a season, uh, I think you could race six lifetimes in IndyCar racing. 
Um, and I think that, you know, when you're running and just trying to get out of Q3 and running in 15th or 20th position, I think you look for other means. And I think Alonzo wants to win the Indy 500. He's done everything else. So, I mean, and I think you will see other drivers go that way. I mean, it's inevitable. Well, we know that with, with the Foyt team, they're locked in with their two drivers. Uh, they've already been re- re-upped. But there's also some other issues, or not issues, but other possibilities, especially with uh, Ed Carpenter Racing. They'd like to keep uh, uh, Piggott for next year. But there, you know, there's also been some speculation that they could also be in the shuffle on the Chevrolet side with uh, Alonzo and that. So it'll be interesting to see exactly how this all works out. And it's certainly something we're going to know more about in the next uh, uh, next couple of weeks coming up. So uh, the other one, of course, is uh, uh, Coin added a, a third car at Portland and Sonoma for your buddy Santana, uh, Santino Ferrucci who uh, certainly has uh, made some news lately, hasn't he, Eddie? Well, yeah. I mean, and I think, you know, I mean, you're seeing all these drivers. I mean, IndyCar racing is the most competitive racing going on right now. When you look at it from front to rear, I mean, the, the, the field is just stacked. And there's anybody that could win. And that's what you're seeing. And it, it's great. I I wish we could get more people aboard. Yeah, it is interesting. I thought with uh, with you know Coin adding that third car in that, uh, I understand. You know, Robin Miller was mentioning uh, with Marshall Pruitt that uh, that actually Ganassi had inquired on Bourdais, but it, they were mentioning how it seems like uh, Coin wrapped up uh, Bourdais in a long term view, you know, long term deal, which I, I suppose with. Bordet's career the last few years, he was definitely looking for something long-term. And, and so, you know, it'll be interesting to see how all these all these pieces uh, fit in. Is there anything else you wanted to add, Eddie? Well, I think uh, you're right. It's just, it's like Wickens, too, at Sam Schmidt. He was another one, yeah. Long, every, there's been some inquiries, I guess. Penske had uh, talked to Schmidt about him, and Schmidt said, nope, he's mine, I'm keeping him. Well, but, you know, I mean, like you said, we're going to see what happens, you know, as the season progresses, more rumors. But, I mean, anything's possible. And, you know, let's face it. I mean, Penske is, I mean, these teams, they want somebody that's going to produce. And if you don't produce, you know, there's somebody else out there that will. Yeah. bring money. And it's certainly uh, shocking to hear that he, you know, the scuttlebutt. Some of the rumors is that uh, Paginal could could be in the hot seat at Team Penske. I tell you what, let's talk more racing coming up with Eddie Lapine from Racing Nation coming up in just a moment. Here you're listening to the Final Inspection Show, brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway and David Ob's Honda. This is Final Inspection with Steve Zockey. Presented by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On 105.7 FM, The Fan. And welcome back to the Final Inspection Show. Brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. Make sure to check out the Final Inspection Show live 
in two weeks at Great Lakes Dragway. Saturday, September 1st, we'll be out there for their Labor Day extravaganza. Should be a lot of fun. Come on out, say hi to the curmudgeons, Jeff and Steve. <laughs> Should be a lot of fun. And I'd like to thank David Hobbs Honda for their support. Check out davidhobbs.com for all the new and used cars. David will be out in Laguna Seca next week doing a book signing out there. So for the Monterey Week, a lot of fun out there. Hey, have you been watching Hard Knocks on HBO? Uh, yep. Yes, I have. It's been kind of interesting. And uh, just some breaking news uh, today is Josh Gordon is back with the team. Yeah, good for him. Uh, you know, and Good he- for your fantasy team if you have them, if you want to. I, I'm in a keeper league. And I, I have them. It's actually my first draft. I'm actually will be drafting when I'm in Gateway. All right. Before the race on Saturday. <laughs> I'll be nice. down there doing my first fantasy draft in St. Louis. So be interesting. He's he's one of my guys that, you know, the way it's it's set up, he would be uh I could keep him for like a bottom pick. Uh huh. So I'm probably gonna lean in that direction, especially with the news today. Yeah. He's back with the team. But you know, he's ticking time bomb, you never know. You know, I, I Always been a fan of him, but he's been, you know, he's had such a trouble past. And he has. Know, he's, he's had addiction problems. I mean, it, it's serious stuff. It's not just, you know, just lay off, you know. he it, It's an issue with him. And some people just are, are that way. They have that issue. And But he hope. showed his maturity by asking the right. team for some extra time away so he can get and deal with some mental issues and, mm-hmm. uh, and everything like that. He said that he's coming back, but the first thing of importance is, is his sobriety, and good for him. Hopefully a, he's taking the steps in the right direction to get his life figured one out. One of the Packers draft picks, too, the fifth or sixth rounder, is doing, I think one of the offensive linemen. Yeah, Cole and Madison. He, yeah, and, and he's kind of doing the same thing where he's having some issues, and uh, Packers are working with him. And, you know, because, you know, you have to be so much of that game is mental. And you, you see this with, you know, veterans coming in, and they know they, if you can't, be fully involved and ready to play football. And this is any sport, including auto racing, racing. as well. Absolutely. Yeah, if, you, if you're not 100% committed, you need to get off that playing field or off that racetrack. So speaking of somebody who's been on racetracks, joining us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline, it is Eddie Lapine from RacingNation.com. Hey, have you run any of the the old Chump Car, now called Champ Car Series events coming up anytime soon? Um, it's going to be, I think the next one's in Sebring. We're actually going to test before I go to Monterey for Porsche Rennsport. Okay. And are you, uh, are you are you still running that BMW 3 Series in that, uh, yes, in that series? Yeah. You haven't yes, killed it yet, ultimate, huh? The ultimate driving machine. Yes. Yes. It's, uh, yeah, they do, they do a great job. Move over racing. Got to give them a plug, man. Gave me a great car. Very Looking good. Looking forward to going to Sebring. Yeah, Definitely. make sure you wear your kidney belt that 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 weekend. <laughs> it's a rough, yeah. rough, rough racetrack, even in a pace car. So, uh, looking yeah. forward to that. I'm sure you are. And uh, checking into the world of F1, of course, uh, Formula One is on their summer holiday. Something that uh, our friend Sparky, Steve Sparky Pfeiffer, could never wrap his arms around the European summer holiday, in which pretty much the whole the whole uh, continent of Europe takes off for three, four weeks, including Formula One. And they're re- returning to Spa in Belgium next week, Speed Track. And uh, who, do, who do you, who's the car or who's the team to beat up there? Is it going to be Mercedes, Ferrari? I, mean, 
I mean, you know, it's becoming the Lewis Hamilton show again. If Ferrari doesn't get their act together and get this in the bud right out of the box, uh, my thing is is if if Lewis goes there next week and starts off where he ended for the summer break, um, it's going to be him winning five championships first before Vettel. So. I, I think the big surprise over the holiday was was Ferrari actually bringing back Kimi Raikkonen with a lot of the speculation was on Charles Leclerc, Charles Leclerc who's looked so good for the Sauber team and uh, them actually not, not bringing him up to the to the A-team next year. Was that a surprise to you? I, it was because, you know, all the little whispers for the whole year that he was on the bubble and – you know, I guess, I mean, you know, he had some shade. I mean, he he had a lot of bad luck, too. Mm-hmm. So, I, I think, you know, if you kind of dissect it and look at it, I think he deserves another chance. I mean, when you look at it, like, you know, all the bad luck he had and hit stops and, you know, just issues that, you know, that Vettel didn't have, so... You know, I mean, he's he's a character, and he's very well liked by a lot of fans. He is one of the popular drivers, definitely. We're we talking about Leclerc or Kimi. No, or Kimi. 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 Yeah, Kimi. I mean, about. yeah, he's a blast. I mean, that's, especially that's, listening to him on the radio, it's it's much listened to on, during the Formula One broadcast, isn't it? Oh, he he is definitely a character. And by the way, uh, you know Tony Zelander that we had on won the championship last yeah. weekend in the Pirelli Challenge, yep. and uh, a very good friend of Kimi Raikkonen and Finnish TV F1 commentator. But he won the championship, and it was his first American championship uh, for him. And he's really a, a a great guy. We had him on the show. Yeah, we certainly uh, appreciate him coming on the show, and just more more good uh, mojo for anybody that comes on the show. Uh, that they're gonna win races after being on the final inspection show. So, I I gotta tell you, do I pick them or what? Do yeah. I bring them to you? Well, the 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 next guy we're working on getting on the show is uh, Cole Custer, who's gonna try and get on today. He wasn't able to get on today, but uh, we've been promised Cole Custer next week up at Road America. So. Uh, look for Cole Custer to win uh, Road America next week. I think is going to be our prediction. Uh, I think I think Jeff is in agreement uh, for that. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, definitely. Uh, and that somebody we got what an injury in, in WEC racing. Uh, somebody got a busted up Bruno, ankle. Or yeah, Bruno Senna crashed. Oh, he did. In practice. Yeah, driving the Rebellion prototype. And oh, what a shocker! The Toyotas got the pole for the race tomorrow. I think they swept the front row, didn't they? <laughs> yes, yes, it was a shocker. But Alonso didn't get, you know, they they qualified second. The car. Oh, okay. Uh, so I I think they wanted to throw the other car a bone or something. I don't know. I'm sure. I'm sure team orders will be in full effect tomorrow. I wonder if that's something that the FIA is going to be looking at. You know, because you had. Pietro uh, Fittipaldi, who got banged up at, at Spa, you know, in a WEC race, breaking, you know, having fractures in both uh, extremities. And now you have Bruno Senna this, you know, with uh, this weekend. Yeah. I, I don't know if they pulled out a backup car or, but they, I mean, it's, 
I think they repaired the car, so mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure what the issue was because the car did qualify by um, Andre Lauderer, so I'm not sure, but he will miss the race. Okay, and then uh, let's do some predictions here. We got, of course, NASCAR is in Bristol, and uh, tonight, hopefully the weather will hold out. We have uh, Kyle Larson on the front row and uh, Chase Elliott and the cast of thousands also. So who who's uh who's your pick for the for the race tonight, Eddie? I'm gonna go with Harvick. Harv happy Harvick. Happy Harvick. Jeff, what says you? I'm gonna go with Harvick's teammate Almarola. Go uh, out on a limb instead of picking the big three. Oh, uh, I'm gonna go with I'm not going with the big three. I'm gonna go with uh Kyle Larson. Yeah. Winning he, for he needs it. He needs it. He does. It. And he looked so good last night too, so yeah. And he always runs well at Bristol. He has to win one of these. And then we have the IndyCar series in, in, in Pocono. And what what do you think, Eddie? Well, Zach Veach was uh, fastest in practice uh, this morning or first practice session today. So, I mean, I, I mean I'm not going to go with him, but I think, boy, that's really something. That kid is really coming fast and strong. He is. But – I'm going to go with Dixon. I think after he signed his renewal contract here, renewed his contract, I think uh, he's going to put another one in the – he's going to put another champion. You're going out on a limb with these two picks, aren't you? <laughs> oh, I, you know, I, I I don't like to be conservative. I like to let loose. <laughs> How about uh, Jeff? Well, when I think of the mean hills of Pocono, Sebastian Bourdais just comes to my mind. <laughs> so, <laughs> give me uh, give me more Bourdais to open up some Bordeaux in victory lane. I'm gonna go with Ryan Hunter Ray. Hey, hey Steve, yeah. I was gonna go out on a limb, seeing that he signed another contract was Marco Andretti, and then I just choked. I couldn't. You do couldn't. It. You can come out. You know what? <laughs> Uh, he very well could get on the podium in this race. Uh, well, yeah. Did you start drinking early today? No, he, no. He actually has. <laughs> he's been palmarding it. He's been showing some glimpses. He hasn't really had the results, but uh, I give been, you three to running one. Better three to one. Name your price that that doesn't happen. Well, I I'd go top five. I wouldn't go podium in that. Wait, I'll I'll bet you. Uh... I'll buy front row tickets for Alice Cooper <laughs> if, if 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 he wins tomorrow. <laughs> All right, deal. I'm pretty safe. That's a pretty safe bet. <laughs> yeah. All right, Eddie. What's the latest at RacingNation.com? Well, we're getting geared up. Well, the 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 IMSA Weather Tech Series has been amazing. Uh, one of our guests that we, uh, Colin Braun, is. Uh, Tearing it up in the uh, core autosport. He certainly has, and he, and he has a test coming up at Bobby Rahal. So who knows? You know, this is a kid that was was on the was in the IndyCar feeder series and never never really got a fair chance with the IndyCars. Bounced around, got signed up with Jack Roush, and and uh, ran in NASCAR for a few years, and now has resurfaced in IMSA. He's been doing running very very competitively the last couple of years. And now he's got a test with uh, with the Ray Hall team coming up here at Sonoma. So it'll be interesting to see that, you know, if, if uh, Sato goes elsewhere, 
that uh, we could actually see uh, Brown in that uh, second Ray Hall Letterman car next year. Well, I would, you know, the kid is really good. I mean, and he was actually rookie of the year in the truck series yeah. and for, for Roush. And yeah. he has definitely got some talent, and uh, it's great to see him. I talked to him at Watkins Glen and, or at Road America, and uh, it would be great to see him uh, get an opportunity yep. to show his talent because I think the kid's really good. Well, Eddie, we certainly appreciate your time, and uh, thanks for coming on the show, and we'll look for you uh, coming up here, maybe not in the next couple weeks here because we're going to be out on the road, but uh, we'll definitely look uh, hooking up with you after Labor Day. So thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Hey, it's always good talking to you guys. Have a great weekend. All right, that's Eddie Lapine from RacingNation.com. Make sure to check out RacingNation.com for all the latest in racing news, whether it's NASCAR, IndyCar, sports car, you name it. Racing Nation has it. And uh, coming up next, uh, when we come back, we'll hear an interview with your favorite NASCAR star. Just who is it? Tune in to find out. This is Final Inspection with Steve Zockey. Presented by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On 105.7 FM, The Fan. Back to the final inspection show brought to you by legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove and David Hobbs Honda. We're gonna close out the show with Kevin Happy Harvick, who scored his uh, seventh win at Michigan and uh, who he led uh, 108 of 200 laps and qualified six for tonight's race at Bristol. Let's tune in to uh, Kevin Harvick. RacingVoice.com. Kevin, are you surprised at the pushback that? Um, the sanctioning body is get from adding the what you know is a, a derivative of the all-star package I, I guess you need to clarify pushback it just seems that people are you know as as high as everybody was initially on the all-star package it seems like people have cooled down from saying you know oh, we need to go in this direction and I think on happy hours you said a lot of thought and effort needs to be put in before any major decision is made yeah, and that's, that's really my thoughts, is just making sure it's right. The pushback doesn't surprise me. Doesn't surprise me. We'll go over here to the right to Mark. Mark Garrow, uh, PRN. Kevin, drivers go throughout their career, you know, wanting to hit the sweet spot. And I was just wondering, you know, what does it feel like to walk through the gate every week going, you got a shot. Yeah, we got well, a serious shot. Yeah, you know, it's fun. Um, and, you know, I think that the, the biggest thing for me is I've been totally on the opposite side of this. And, and, you know, you come to the racetrack knowing that you don't have a chance every week and, and what are you going to do to fix it and how are you going to fix it. And now it's, you know, you know you have a shot coming to the racetrack. you got a group of guys and team and organization and um, manufacturer and everybody who's trying to figure out how to keep it going and doing everything that they can to uh, keep progressing the cars and the team and, and everything around it. So... It's, you know, for, for me, it's, it's, um, it's kind of full circle. And, you know, I think over the last almost five years now, uh, we've been fortunate to have, you know, a lot of success. Nothing, nothing is really different this year. Um, you know, it's the same group of people, same organization. You know, there's, I shouldn't say there's nothing different. There's a lot different as far as just, the, you know, the, being in the second year with Ford, um, you know, and, and being able to, to have four cars that are, that are running well says a lot about the organization. But, you know, I think as you look back and, and I go back to 2014, I feel like we were in the same position 
just didn't didn't capitalize on the amount of race win opportunities that we had just from you know part failures and inexperience and mistakes and and all the things that we that we did that year we were able to to win a championship but you know it, it's um you know that was a year that i that i that i put the performance right up next to where we are even 2015 um, but this year, I think we've just capitalized on on more moments to win races, and and in the end, that's that's really what it's all about. Is how many times do you get to victory lane? I've also listened to you in recent weeks talk about how you know the team has stayed motivated and, and keeps pushing. But doesn't is in the sense that all the success, you know, sometimes when it's going bad, the snowball rolls over the top of you. Now the snowball's big and it's rolling it's rolling downhill. Is it is it? A little bit easier to stay stay working hard stay focused stay stay up when things are going this well um you know you know that's a that's a good question just because of the fact that you know i feel like there's just uh you know there's there's a lot of a lot of pressure on a lot of things outside of outside of racing currently and you know i think that that everybody in the garage hears that and is a part of that and understands that um so you know making sure that you control those thoughts and, and the things that, that come with that. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 